بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending salah and salam and blessings upon our beloved messenger, our beloved role model and imam, Muhammad ibn Abdullah, salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayh. And we praise and we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for gathering us once again on the blessed day of Al-Jumu'ah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our deeds on this day, to purify us of our sins. And to make us of those who are the people of Iman. And we've come here today to remind ourselves, the people of Iman, with a brief reminder. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, That remind one another, for indeed, a reminder is beneficial to the believers. That the reminder is beneficial to the believers. Subhanallah. <clears throat> Often we find ourselves speaking about this dunya, the pleasures of this dunya, the wealth of this dunya, how much people own, how much people have made. And we almost become like the people of Qarun, <clears throat> where they said, Ya laytalana mithlama utiya Qarun. It's almost as if we are saying, Ya laytalana mithlama utiya haula. If only we were given like those people were given. And this is exactly what the people of Qarun said. If only we were given what Qarun was given. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Al-Qasas, فَخَرَجَ عَلَىٰ قَوْمِهِ فِي زِينَتِهِ That Qarun, he came out before his people, فِي زِينَتِهِ In all of his glamour, in all that he had, in all that he owned. قَالَ الَّذِينَ يُرِيدُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا Then those who sought this dunya, the people that were looking and seeking this world, the hayat of this world, يَا لَيْتَ لَنَا مِثْلَ مَا أُوْتِيَ قَارُونَ If only we were given what Qarun was given. إِنَّهُ لَذُ حَظٍ عَظِيمٍ He is truly a man of great fortune. So they admired him because of his great wealth. Because of what he was given of this dunya, the people, they longed to be like him. But the people of knowledge, the people who, were, who possessed ilm, they had knowledge of this deen, they had knowledge of Allah, they had knowledge of the scriptures of Allah. They rebuked these people. Wailakum. Shame on you. What is this that you're seeking? How is this what you are longing for? And the side benefit here is the importance of knowledge. That it was the people's knowledge that protected them. It was their knowledge of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that guided them. And this is a very important point for us as Muslims. Because Islam, Islam is a religion of knowledge. Islam is an evidence-based religion. 
from our aqeedah to our acts of worship to every aspect of this deen, it's a deen of seeking knowledge and of having knowledge. And throughout the Quran and Sunnah, we find so much encouragement to go and seek knowledge. So much importance attached to seeking knowledge. So a benefit from this verse already that we can get is that as Muslims we need to have knowledge. To protect us in this world from all types of fitan, all types of misguidance, we need knowledge of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the people of knowledge said to them, وَيْلَكُمْ Shame on you. Thawabu Allahi khayru liman amana. It is the reward of Allah. This is far better for those who believe and those who do righteous deeds. This is what we should be seeking. This is what we should be longing for. This is what we should be hungry for. It's the thawabullah. It's the rewards of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why we learn in the hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, there's certain times we're allowed to be jealous. Not jealous in a hasad way where we wish the person, you know, can be removed from him. But we're allowed to be, call it a good type of envy, for people who have been blessed with wealth and they are generous. We can be, we can feel, you know, mashallah, tabarakallah, this person is wealthy, what does he do with his wealth? He, he spends on others. He's charitable. He gives and he gives and he gives. And the more he gets, the more he gives. Look how Allah's blessed him. Others have been given and they're just hoarding and hoarding and withholding. And they're worried about poverty, but their bank account's full, mashallah. But we're allowed to be sort of envious for this person in a good way. Not hasad, where we wish, oh, I wish he didn't have the wealth and the wealth came to me. That's blameworthy hasad, that's haram. But we are allowed to be in a good way. You know, I wish I could be in that person's position as well. Just like he's blessed, we wish we could be blessed like that. And we can have good jealousy for a person who is a good reciter, for example. Or he knows the Quran. Or he's a person of knowledge. And he teaches people. We could also wish, we wish we had that knowledge. So that we had knowledge, number one, and number two, so we could benefit people. So we could benefit people. These are times that we are allowed to be envious in a good way. Not wishing that it's removed from the person. Because that would be hasad, that is obviously blameworthy. But here, the people of knowledge said to them, It's this is what you should be seeking. Oh, brothers and sisters, this is what we're supposed to be looking after, running after. Run after the rewards of Allah, the thawab of Allah. Because what's given of the dunya, there's no point running after it. Like the people of Qarun were running after it. But then Allah says, وَلَا يُلَقَّاهَا إِلَّا الصَّابِرُونَ And none will attain this except the steadfast. Except the sabirun. Nobody will really, in reality, understand this. Except the people of patience. And nobody will attain the true rewards of Allah except the people of sabr. The people of patience. The people who persevere. If we can be of those people who persevere and we have patience, then we will attain the rewards of Allah. And it's important to mention, what do we mean by sabr? 
Sabr is of various types. Sabr, when it comes to the decree of Allah, have sabr. Something happens in your life, have sabr. Something you weren't happy with, have sabr. It's the decree of Allah. But this is not the only type of sabr. Sabr is also staying away from haram. That when your nafs is inclined towards haram, you require sabr to stay away from it. When your nafs is telling you to watch that which is haram, or listen to that which is haram, or spend time in company that is haram, or invest into haram because there's a lot of benefit, or there's a lot of outcome, or there's a lot of profit to be made, you have to have sabr and know this is not permissible, so I'm going to persevere. And likewise, we need sabr to do good deeds. We need sabr to do good deeds. If there's no sabr, how do you wake up a fajr? How do you persevere? If there's no sabr, how can you even make qiyamul layl? Is it possible you can wake up in the middle of the night? You're tired, you're exhausted, but you get up from that bed. You take wudu and you stand in front of Allah. Is it possible we can possibly fast a day? Not a fard fast, not Ramadan, just a day for the sake of Allah. Mondays, Thursdays. If we don't have sabr, this is what Allah says, وَلَا يُلَقَّاهَا إِلَّا صَابِرُونَ Nobody's going to achieve Nobody's going to achieve the true rewards of Allah Except the people who have sabr They have sabr when they do good deeds They're patient They slow down when they make salah They don't pray to get it over with they, When they read Quran, they have patience So they don't read to reach the end of the juz Or the surah or the page They read to benefit from Allah's words Patience in worship They slow down They, rea- they realize this is what we are looking for. This is what we're supposed to be searching for. It's not about just getting the act of worship over with. Because we're not going to attain the true rewards of Allah in this way. The thawab of Allah will only be attained by the sabirun. Ayat carries on. Allah said, فَخَسَفْنَا بِهِ وَبِدَارِهِ الْأَرْضِ Then we caused the earth to swallow him up. فَمَا كَانَ لَهُ مِنْ فِئَةٍ يَنْصُرُونَهُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ وَمَا كَانَ مِنَ الْمُنْتَصِرِينَ It swallowed him up along with his home. And his home was of course not a little home. It must have been a huge, huge castle or mansion of some type. Because we know Qarun, his treasures were so much that it took a group of men to carry the key to the treasure. Never mind that the treasure case or how big the vault must have been. Just to open it, it had such a big key that the, Allah says this, that the people, it took a group of men to carry these keys. Allah says, we swallowed him and everything up. And there was no one to help him against Allah. Nobody, no wealth, no nothing, no army, no bodyguards, no nothing. No personal security can protect him in front of Allah. Nor could he even help himself. Nor could he even help himself. And this is the reality of all affairs. And if Allah decrees something, nothing can stop Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then those people who yesterday, yesterday they were craving for what he had. What did they say? يَقُولُونَ Now they started to say, وَيْكَ أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَبْسُطُ الرِّزْقَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ وَيَقْدِرُ Ah, وَيْكَ أَنَّهُ Indeed, the, the reality is, Allah is the one who gives abundant 
or limited provisions to whoever he wills of his servants. This is the affair of Allah. Allah decides who he's going to give lavishly. risk. He's going to give this person abundance. Or he decides who's going to be limited. All of this is in the decision of Allah. All of this is in the decision of Allah. So don't go chasing after the dunya. Don't go stressing after wealth. Yes, we work. Yes, we have our job. Yes, we have a responsibility to earn a halal income. But that's never the priority of the believer. This dunya and its investments is never the priority of the, of the believer. Because ultimately we know it's in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What's meant for us will reach us. And what's not meant for us, it will never ever reach us. Then they said, had it not been for the grace of Allah, he could have surely caused the earth to swallow us up as well. Because we were looking for it, we were hungry for that. But you know what? Allah saved us. And the year they realized, they woke up from their negligence, their heedlessness, and they realized Allah Azza wa Jal has protected them and saved them. And then he said, وَلَا يُفْلِحُ الْكَافِرُونَ Indeed, the disbelievers will never succeed. تِلْكَ الدَّارُ الْآخِرَةُ نَجَعَلُهَا لِلَّذِينَ لَا يُرِيدُونَ عُلُوًا فِي الْأَرْضِ وَلَا فَسَادًا وَالْعَاقِبَةُ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ And Allah carries on and he says, That eternal home, تِلْكَ الدَّارُ That abode in the Akhirah, we will reserve this only for those who seek neither tyranny nor corruption on the earth. The ultimate outcome belongs only to the righteous. And in the complete success will be for the righteous. Once they reach the year after. That which is eternal. That abode that is forever and ever. Allah then says, after telling us the story, He's taught us powerful lessons with regarding Fir'aun and his people. Sorry, Qarun and his people. Allah then says, Man jaa bil hasana, falahu khayrun minha. Whoever comes with a good deed will be rewarded with what is better. You come with one hasana, one small good deed. Allah says, We will give you what's better than that. We won't give you the equivalent. We'll give you what's far better than what you've brought. Whoever comes with a bad deed, an evil deed. Whoever comes with an evil deed, then the evildoers will only be rewarded for what they used to do. Meaning, we're not going to multiply the punishment for your sins. If you've did so much bad, that's the amount of bad that will reach you. But for your good deeds, one hasana. We know in other verses, Allah says, we'll multiply it by ten at least. And from hadith, we learn up to seven hundred. A deed can be rewarded up to seven hundred. And this is the rewards of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is what we should be striving for. In another verse in Surah Qasas, a few verses before this, Allah azza wa jal he puts things, puts things into perspective for us and he says, وَمَا أُوتِيتُمْ مِنْ شَيْءٍ فَمَتَاعُ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَزِينَتُهَا Whatever pleasure you have been given, 
is no more than a fleeting enjoyment and adornment of this worldly life. Whatever you of joy and pleasure you've experienced in this dunya, whatever delights you think is amazing in this dunya, Allah tells us, what is it? It's mata'. It's something that's fleeting. It's something that's it's short-lived. It's nothing in reality. Today you feel great and tomorrow, that, that, that happiness is gone. That na'im, that delight you may be found and experienced somewhere is gone. Because this is the reality of the world. Yawmun lak wa yawmun alayk. will give you one day for you, one day against you. A little bit of delight, delight, delight. And when the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes, that delight is gone from memory. Because the, the feelings of delight that we experience is short-lived. It's fleeting. It's short. It's, it's not daily. It's not, it's not something fixed. وَمَا عِنْدَ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى But what is with Allah is far better and everlasting. وَأَبْقَى The rewards that will come that you have with Allah is far greater and it is more lasting meaning that rewards will never disappear. And when Allah rewards you for that, that happiness, that blessings will never disappear. أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ Will you not then understand? Will you not then understand? أَفَمَوْ وَعَدْنَاهُ وَعْدًا حَسَنًا فَهُوَ لَاقِيهِ كَمَنْ مَتَعْنَاهُ مَتَاعَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا Can those to whom we have made a fine promise, which they will see fulfilled, be like those who we have allowed to enjoy the pleasures of this worldly life? ثُمَّ هُوَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مِنَ الْمُحْضَرِينَ Then on the day of Qiyamah, they will be brought for punishment. Can they be the same? Subhanallah. And this is just to put things into perspective. That the dunya is fleeting. It's not, it's like, it's like an illusion. You think you're going to get what you need and what you want. And it just goes further and further and further away. And this whole story of Qarun is a lesson for us as believers. Waylakum, woe to you. Shame on you. Why is this what you are looking for? Thawabullahi khayruliman amana wa amina saliha. The rewards of Allah is better. This is what you need to be striving for, spending your life doing. Because on the day of Qiyamah, Allah is going to question us all. How did you spend your free time? How did you spend your money? What did you do with your limbs and your body that we gave you? All of those favors will be questioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we will have to answer. Did you use these favors to achieve the rewards of Allah or did you use these favors to fulfill your desires? Or did you use these favors to seek more of the dunya, more success? A bigger home, a better car, a better phone, a bigger investment, more reaping, more rewards. Was this the main goal? Was this the end goal? And this is not the way of the believers. Meaning that we should be better than this. Keep <clears throat> for the time. Subhanallah, if we look at the topic I wanted to speak about was about ibadat. That Allah has given us that is filled with so much reward. 
that is filled with so much reward. If we look at a hadith, Uqba ibn Amir al-Juhani, radiyallahu anhu, he mentioned that we were in the Sufa, which is a place in Masjid al-Nabawi, and the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and these were poor people. These were the poor people of Medina. He said, which of you would like to go out every morning to Al-Bathan or Al-Aqiq, which is like a small valley in Al-Madina, where there's a little river flowing in Medina today, and bring two large humped and fat she-camels without being guilty of sin and severing ties of relationship. Meaning these camels that you took, you didn't steal them, nor did you, you know, take them away from their families and so forth. They said, oh, Messenger of Allah, we would all like that. Meaning these were the poor people. We would all like to come with these fat she-camels. That's worth value. And the Prophet said, if any of you goes out in the morning to the masjid and learns two verses of the book of Allah, two verses, not a whole surah, not a whole page, it is better for him than two she-camels. And three verses is better than three she-camels, and so on, and so on. And this again, the Prophet ﷺ is teaching us. These are poor people. They had nothing. They used to sit in the masjid. If you are looking for something valuable, you are looking for something that's really going to be of benefit to you, don't worry about the dunya. Don't worry about the dunya we benefits. If you have what's enough, Alhamdulillah, it's enough. The hadith says, if you woke up in the morning, you have enough to eat, you have a roof on your head, then it's like you've been given enough from this world. You've been given the whole world. Because what more do you need from the dunya? How much luxury do we need? And how much luxury don't we live in already? Allah Musta'an. And this is why the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, always look at those below you. Stop looking at those who have more. Stop looking at those who are wealthier, who have a better home, and have a better car, and have more money. Look at those who have less, and appreciate what you have. Look at those who don't have what you have, and appreciate what you have. Because what you have is enough and more. It's enough and more. What do we need? What we really need is to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What we really need is to purify ourselves from our sins and our evil deeds. What we really need is to start seeking knowledge of the deen of Allah. And this is why the hadith says two verses. If you went and you saw just two knowledge of two ayat, this is better than two red camels or two she camels. We don't have camels today. It's better than your two cars outside. If you have three, it's better than three cars. Three ayat. One ayah is better than one car. That one ayah is, comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the kalam of Allah. Perfect, preserved speech. Uncreated speech that Allah azza wa spoke and he revealed to this dunya. And when this dunya is destroyed, it will return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One ayah is better than anything in this dunya. So as Muslims, this is the problem in the Ummah. We are all driven by our hunger for the dunya. We are all driven to be better in this world. 
So we compete with each other in dunyawi matters. We strive to be like the next sports personality or the next celebrity or who has more followers or who's more famous. None of this is going to benefit us. And this is why the ummah is as weak as it is. It's as weak and humiliated as it is because we've lost our izzah, our honor, which is attached to the book of Allah and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To end off, beware, O Muslims. This is the sad reality. And I speak to myself firstly. It's the sad reality that the dunya has enveloped us. That we compete over this world. That we fight over this world. We fight over a sports team that has nothing to do with us. We'll become angry if our team loses. We'll wake up in the middle of the night to watch that team. Yet that team, that team doesn't care about you. And for the same rewards of Allah, we won't wake up. We'll wake up in the middle of the night for a UFC fight or a rugby match or a boxing fight or whatever sport it may be. Cricket World Cup in the middle of the night, we're up. South Africa versus Netherlands and boom, South Africa's out. Good. Because would we have woken up when Allah says, that, or the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Yanzilu Rabbuna tabaraka wa ta'ala that our Lord descends to the last night, the last heaven, every night, in the last third of the night. And he calls out. Allah calls out. Who is there that seeking my forgiveness? I can forgive him. Who's asking of me so I can respond? Who needs something so I can give him? Every night, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Bukhari and Muslim, he says this happens. Will we wake up? Do we put our alarms on? Brother, phone me. Just make sure I'm up. I want to miss it. Aina nahnu, where are we? Wallahi, where are we? So let us start prioritizing, Ikhwan. The lesson from this khutbah is, let us start prioritizing. He has not been like the people of Qarun. Ya layta lana mithlama utiya Qarun. If only we were given what Qarun was given. If only we were given what so and so and so and so was given. Then we would be happy. Then we'd be. Wallahi, you wouldn't be happy. I swear by Allah, you wouldn't be happy. If you were given a billion followers on your Instagram that you're so hungry to get followers for, you wouldn't be happy. If you were given a billion dollars, you wouldn't be happy. Because the happiness doesn't come from wealth. It comes from Allah Azza wa Jal. It comes from your obedience to Allah Azza wa Jal. Take this, wallahi, you won't be happy. Because that's not happiness. It's an illusion that we are looking for that's never going to reach us. And if it was given, you will never be happy. So let us beware. Let us turn back to Allah Azza wa Jal. Let us rectify our fears. In conclusion, Allah Azza wa Jal says, فَسَتَذْكُرُونَ مَا أَقُولُ لَكُمْ وَأُفَوِّضُ أَمْرِ إِلَى اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ بَصِيرٌ بِالْعِبَادِ you will remember. You will remember what I say to you. And I entrust my affairs to Allah. Surely all, or surely Allah is all seeing of, of His servants. When we meet Allah, we will remember this message. We will remember the warnings of Allah. 
we will then realize and will come out of our, out of our ghafla. And that's what it is, ghafla, heedlessness, negligence. We know the reality. We are Muslims, we know the reality, but we just can't wake up. We just can't realize. And this is what we call ghafla. Wallahu musta'an. Barakallahu feekum. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'in. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.